AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started and to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Firehouse Subs, a portion of every purchase helps provide life-saving equipment to first responders. We make our subs differently because our subs make a difference. Like our Italian sub, piled high with Genoa salami, pepperoni, and Virginia honey ham. Or our Firehouse meatball sub with zesty marinara, both with melted provolone and Italian seasoning. Your choice, just $6.99 each for a medium and only for a limited time at Firehouse Subs. Tap the banner now to start your order. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. 
even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This episode of the Fighting Cop podcast is dedicated to the memory of Jordan Birchall. He was 19 and he suddenly lost his life on the 20th of December. The game against Chelsea will see the 19th minute being applauded by the Tottenham faithful. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. It's episode 21, season 4 of the Fighting Cop Podcast. Welcome everybody. Hello. Hello. Hi. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, happy Christmas. We wasn't going to do happy this. Happy Kwanzaa, happy what? Hanukkah, happy everything. Will this, will this be going out? It won't be the New Year when this goes out, will it? It'll be before the New Year. Oh. Yeah, it'll be the day before New Year. Obviously Year's after Christmas. All right, all right. Yeah, after Christmas, obviously. We weren't going to do one. We weren't going to do one. We felt so compelled to, based on the uh, performances by Tottenham. Yeah. Not that they were great, but wins and draws and just flying up the league. Obviously, the league that we're going to win. Of course, yeah. Um, that, that we felt compelled to, to to come together, have a few beers. We haven't had a... We didn't have a Christmas drink up, did we? So we're going to... Yeah. We're already on it, really. Yeah, I'm on it already, mate. Yeah. I've had a couple. I've had a couple, so... I don't know how this is going to pan out in the next hour or so. See, how was your Christmas, mate? It was, it was very good, um, but I've got a bad back. Um, <laughs> this doubles up as a shout and a story, and I'm the worst storyteller ever, and it's not a story anyway. So I had about seven or eight pints at a drink up, and we're going to leave the pub. And my mate says, you know what, T, I will carry you on my back out of the pub. Piggyback ride. So I thought, OK, what's the worst that can happen? So I jump on his back. He falls back with me on his back, and I land on my back, winded, <laughs> surrounded by people just looking at me, saying, T, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm, you like, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I've been on painkillers ever since. I'm on painkillers now, and I'm having a beer, so this night might not end well. Was he apologetic? He was, but he's actually a nurse, uh, my mate Anthony, you know, good mate Anthony, and yeah. Um, yeah, he sorted me out, and he says it's just bruising, but it still hurts. Are you sure it's just bruising? Or is he trying to ease his consciousness? He's a nurse. He knows his stuff. I, when I was about thirteen, I broke my arm. My mum's a nurse, and she left me for three days with a broken <laughs> arm. Uh, I had to travel from Paul to Birmingham with a broken arm. So don't trust anything he says. Basically, is what I'm saying. Well, I'll probably see someone about it soon enough if it get, if it continues. It will continue. You've definitely broken her rib. <laughs> Rick, how are you, mate? Uh, I'm all good, mate. Thanks. Yeah, it's been you? a while. Yeah, yeah it's been been too long, been too long. But uh, I've got my uh, shit sorted now, so I'll be uh, on here as a as a regular if, the, if you want me. What was the problem? Uh, my missus was changing jobs and she's doing training and shit like that, so I had to uh, pull out of a few podcasts. But I'm, I'm back now. You braved the uh, the trains as well. They weren't working too good today. No, nah, still not working. But I thought, fuck it. Are uh, you going to get home? Fuck that is. Your thumb of right. Fighting cock, mate. Don't yeah, matter. Yeah, no, exactly. I just thought, lads, Tottenham, beers, it'll be all right. 
It'll be alright, it's always alright. <laughs> How's your Christmas, Windy? It's good, yeah, chilled. Had a, had a few drinks, um, caught up with family and friends. Been a good good little festive period, got a new job as well, so I'm quite happy. Oh yeah, yeah, how's Congrats. that? Yeah, congratulations. Don't start until March, but um, yeah, it's something a bit different. So you kind of you got you ruling over people now. I'm going to be manager, yeah, or an overlord, as I'm going to call myself. He'll <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> be off his door, this over, overlord. Hopefully, you'll be a better uh, manager of people than Kabul. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine. How's that guy? Not. That guy's like he started club captain at the beginning of the season. Is now he doesn't even get off his seat on the bench. He didn't even make the bench in the last game. I think I think Pochettino watched the game back. He didn't see him celebrate the goal. And I thought, well, fuck you then. Celebrate a goal, you can. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was just... It's been bizarre, actually. Uh, he's, uh, I wanted him to be so good and defended him earlier on in, in the season on the pod. But he's, his performances were strange, to say the least. And his, his fall from grace has been gargantuan. He's just... Uh, just not there. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the same with um, with Adi Bayou. I mean, when he was made captain, I often alluded to the fact that he was very popular in the dressing room, and that's gone Pete Tong as well. To be fair, I mean, <clears throat> when you when you're a new when you're a new coach coming in and you're, you're making decisions and things like that, it is um, it, it, it is quite good to see that uh, Potch has made this decision for Kabul to be captain, and then he's. He's actually thought about it and thought, you know, I'm, I'm not scared to go back on the decision that I've made. So it, it, it's encouraging to see. OK, uh, that's good. That's a good thing. Um, we're going to talk about the fanzine now because it's been an amazing, uh, amazing take up. And uh, uh, it's fantastic that so many people have ordered the fanzine. Uh, really, really happy. We've still got some to send out. It's a lot of work to do and apologies to anyone who didn't get their fanzine before Christmas we worked hard to, to try and get them out there but it was just just wasn't possible to get them all done in time so we'll be sending those out uh, shortly um, but you can still buy it at thefightingcock.co.uk forward slash shop and um, yeah pick it up yeah tweet when, us your pictures as well of the fanzine as well yeah they're always useful so yeah tweeting pictures of the fanzine we can tweet them out get more people to buy it talk about it talk about your experiences with the fans take us pictures of the weirdest place you've read the fanzine in there's one guy who sends it uh, sent it in he was in some obscure place in it's not obscure to him it's where he lives arizona in america but, <laughs> but uh it was fantastic it was it's good to see and it makes it worthwhile. I mean, we do it because it, it helps us pay for the cost of producing the pod um, and a little bit of money on top. But we don't want to just beg for money, essentially. We want to give you something in return. Um, and that is the fancy. You wrote something, didn't you, Wendy? I did, I did. I'm pleased with how it came out. I really enjoyed reading the other articles that were submitted. Um, yeah, it's nice, it's nice to kind of see the finished product product. Hold it in your hands. Good quality um, fanzine as ever. Flav's got some good contacts and done a brilliant job with it. And the design um, that Barry's done is awesome as well. Yeah, I mean, that's the best bit about it. The worst bit about it was the, the unfeasible amount of typos in there. And partly that was well, completely my fault. I was supposed to proofread it all proper, <coughs> properly, but there was a lot going on at the time. I didn't do my job properly. And when it says editor at the bottom of an editorial that has two typos in it, you've got to feel a bit embarrassed. Uh, well, honestly, when I read it, I was like, I don't even want to send this out. You don't need to tell people that. Well, I have. 
I'm honest. Yeah, I know, yeah, you are honest. Uh, we've got to have some... You've got to... Blah, words. Um, we've got to have somewhere to go for the next one, so we'll improve it next time out. Yeah. There'll be no typos. We'll, we'll, it'll be a collective effort in proofreading it. But it was a, it is a fantastic piece of work. Very proud of it. And I want to get a copy to Paul Gascoigne somehow. Because a lot of it was... I mean, there was an article about him, but the, the front cover and, and, and the back page was sort of a homage to his time at Tottenham. So And his quality as a footballer as well. So... Um, you know, I'm gonna find a way of getting one to him, uh, and you can still you can still order the the second one and the first one if you want to. All right, so uh, we've got this idea to do 1882 uh, against Wolves in the fourth round of the FA Youth Cup. Um, it's at Dagenham and Redbridge on the 22nd of January. We know the last one didn't go, you know, it didn't go down too well. We didn't really push it very hard. It was like a last minute idea. But we're going to put out some artwork and, and hopefully we can get like 50, 100 people down there to watch yeah. them. Uh, and, you know, it's important because of the, the Charlton game, the first one we did, the 1882 one, that was the fourth round. It's going to be three years in February. Can you believe that? It's just time's just flying away. But um, I'm presuming the game's going to be a 7 o'clock kickoff as well on the Thursday, 22nd. Um, we just need to get in touch with the club to rubber stamp the 1882 part of it, but it's on the 22nd of January. Oh, I've spoken to them. Reason, so. Sorry, I should Are have they... said, yeah. They, they said just uh, just give us an idea of numbers, but okay. um, it's just a case of turning up on, on the evening. Um, yeah, be fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, OK, so Burnley, Leicester, Man United, since we last recorded. Um, I thought that... Maybe a couple of those would be would be tricky, but apart from the first half against United and the whole of the game against Leicester, maybe half of those were tricky. I really didn't enjoy the Leicester game. I really struggled watching it. What do you guys think about the form over over the last period? He can't argue with the results. Seven points out of nine is impressive for that little period, but the, the Leicester game was like a throwback to Spurs under Sherwood. It was completely chaotic, shambolic, but... <laughs> They still wanted to push forward, and we probably played well for about maybe half an hour all in. Uh, we played some decent attacking football, but defensively we were hopeless. Central midfield went a bit wrong. Um, Bentaleb didn't have a very good game. There were lots of individual errors, collective errors, but we got we got the result. And Christian Eriksen's been the man to pop up in those moments of need at times this year. He's got his form back, and he's scoring regularly to win us games. It re- it reminds me, well, it reminded me of um, a lot how I lead my life. Worry about it when it happens, and it was just like what when what happens? Let let them let them uh, let them get in behind our defence. Let them take shots. Yeah, let them hit the crossbar. Let let them do this. Let them do that. When the goal goes in, then we'll then we'll sort something out. Yeah. And it was just kind of like just worrying about it after not not dealing with the issues there and then or preparing for you know, what was going to happen. That's it was not just a, thought, uh, that ain't know. a bad way to deal with uh, and cope with things when you're watching football. Because I was struggling massively. I just wanted it to be over almost two minutes after Harry Kane had scored. It just felt like I was watching the inevitable dismantlement of everything that we love in the space of 90 minutes. And it never happened. Yeah, you know, there was like they scored their goal. They should have won, but it didn't. And we, and, and, and you're right, we're worrying about nothing. And <clears throat> ultimately, that's what the manager does, because he sets his team out, and he can bark orders from the side and hope that the captain, in this case Loris, not much he can do from goal, uh, can get get something into the players and make sure that they perform well. But there's not much he can do once he's set his stall. There's not much he can do until half time. 
So it is a case of just watching things unfold and not every game's going to go the way you plan. Well, I feel that we are building towards something and, you know, there's going to be some games where it's one step forward, two steps backwards and the Leicester game felt a bit like that. There's so much negativity after the game. Um, there's a lot of fear about the Man U game. I mean, someone I knew, well, I don't know, but someone on Facebook said, oh, we're going to lose 4-0 at home to Man U. And I was like, no, I think we're going to beat them. I think we're good enough to beat them. I think with, with this team, it's very much, it's very much a work in progress. And I think also we made very good use of our squad, um... Danny Rose came in for a lot of criticism at the Leicester game. That was his first start in the league in a very long time. So um, mm. I think we have to make allowances for performances like the Leicester game. And we're not half as bad as some people think we are. We're not. And the thing that's impressed me is, under Sherwood, he was constantly calling for you know, the, the, the buzzwords that everyone got sick of hearing. Grit, determination, character, leadership... And now we're exhibiting those characteristics on a kind of weekly basis, I would say. And, yes, there's an element of perception, because if United or Leicester had taken their chances, we'd have probably been put away, and people would be calling us same old Tottenham, soft-centred. But we've got the results. We've come out of those games with four points, Leicester and Man U. And, I mean, Leicester game we would have expected to win, but there's no way we deserve to win that match. Um, it doesn't matter, does it? And, and they did say, so fuck you, Leicester! <laughs> <laughs> we fought our way through it. And then the United match, I remember when the, um, the lineup was announced on Twitter, there was the usual kind of um, unhappiness, unrest from a lot of our fans. And like T said, it was there was rotation and it was sensible rotation. Walker's just back from injury. He can't play too many games in quick succession because he risks getting injured again or pulling a muscle. And was appalling. And, and played very badly against Leicester. But, but you know, Kirikesh came in. He was getting criticised widely before the game. I thought he did he well. He had a very steady game, mm. made two important clearances. The one where uh, Matters free kick hit the bar and it, and it came back out and Kirikesh got it off the line. That was pretty heroic. He did well. Townsend worked really hard created a couple of things, and Stombouli, I was criticising him in the first half because I thought he had a, a poor half. In yeah, the second half, he, he, he turned up and he played really well in that second half. The, the first half, Stambouli, two things actually. First half, the Stambouli in the first half was was awful. He was completely off the pace. It didn't seem like he'd, he understood what was going on and what a Premier League match might be like. And the second half was much steadier and, um, you know, it was just OK, you know... Cool. And I'm glad he made me eat my words. I mean, I was heavily critical. I didn't want him to play for Spurs again. I did not want to do. <laughs> I, wanted him, <laughs> I wanted him to like throw his shirt at Potch when he got subbed at half time. But Hossangali style. Yeah, exactly. But you know, didn't get subbed, and he improved greatly in the second half. And I'm happy to be um, humble pie when someone finds their feet in that way. Because as I've said um, the previous pod, we're going to be without Bentaleb for a while, and Stambouli will need to play some games in that period. Also, uh, you mentioned Townsend, and I think he did okay. His work rate was good. His quality was was lacking. Uh, I think he's. You see the difference between a player like Rooney and and a player like Townsend, and it's, it's unfair to compare them. To but they were on the same pitch. Um, I thought Townsend's running with the ball and his decision making was pretty poor. But. My main criticism of the Leicester game was that side of the pitch that he played on. So when Lamella was playing there, it was there was so much space for Leicester to exploit on that left-hand side. And I think it was about energy. And I'm not saying that uh, Lamella doesn't work hard. He clearly does. He runs his bollocks off. And the defensive side of his game isn't his strong point. And perhaps Townsend and certainly Lennon's is, is better. But I just think... Um, 
I think while he offered something to the, the tactics and the idea, what Pochettino was trying to get out of the Man United game, his general quality was he was, he was better than that, essentially. I think he's better than that. I don't know. But Clarenton was picked to pin the fullbacks back, so to speak, and, they were, and, and it was picked for width. Mm. And I don't feel he provided enough of that. A lot of the time he was cutting in the sun and taking pot shots. And United played three at the back. So, I mean, my thinking before the game was, you know, hug the touchline, force the people on the left and the right out, create space in the middle. I don't think we did, did that at all. So that was um, a disappointment from Townsend. Well, how do you but, feel about Townsend at the moment? Well... Uh, where, where are you? Where are you? With, with Townsend, I kind of... I feel like with this, the, the, the modern age of football and people crying out for people that come through the youth academy and wear the shirt and, and, and know what the club's about and what the history's about and, you know, so, even support the club. And uh, Townsend is one of these people. And like, like Kane and Mason that have come through the youth ranks and now they're, they're excelling. And at one point, Townsend was, you know, he's playing for England, doing really well. But... Um, I think the criticism, he, you know, I, I'm not saying to, to criticise a pl- player is wrong, but to constantly ridicule and send a barrage of tweets or messages or, or whatever to a player, um, saying that they're, they're not good enough and blah, 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 I think it's really out of order. I mean, like, you know, they're one of our own. We should be supporting players like that. And although it's, you know, they may have not had the best game, I just... Um, I don't get why people get on get on their case and and really kind of push the point home. So what, how would he how is he going to be used for you, for you then? How I mean, where is he with his first career and stuff? Well, I mean, it's hard because although I think he has all the um, all the attributes to, to be um, to, to cement his place uh, in the team. Uh, he's still young and he still needs to learn. I mean, he's been playing for like a, a lot of his a lot of his career on a, maybe on the left wing. He's, he's had twenty six league games, I think. I suppose. Okay, it's a lot. It's, it's quite yeah. early to judge people. Judge, yeah, judge it, it is. But um, it's kind of uh, p- people still need to find their feet, and it's not always going to be perfect. And when you're playing, when you when you've been playing a certain position and then switching, then asking. To, to do what someone's telling you to do and not getting it right away, um, there's still a lot of learning involved in it. So it it is difficult, and it's not and it's it's not as simple as saying, okay, when you get the ball, you have to pass here. Okay, yeah, I'll do that then. When you're playing in a live game, it's completely different. As quickly as he plays, as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, yeah, because as Ricky just said, the game unfolds in front of you and. You kind of forget what you're rolling. You try and you want your team to win, so you try and maybe over elaborate or move out of position to try and to try and help your team, and that's probably where Townsend goes wrong. But there's an attitude now where people are so desperate to be proved right in saying that a player is not going to make it, that a player is not good enough. It's like someone will post something on Facebook and someone says first, second. You've seen that yeah, on yeah, social course, media, yeah, and people yeah. like that with, with players. I mean, Harry Kane was painfully bad early on, and. You know, people, me, myself included, were saying he was fucking shit. And they really wanted to get it out there that they said he was crap. So when he doesn't make it, that they're proved right. But I think, I mean, we've said with Townsend, I think he, I think his development is probably best served away from Tottenham, where there's less pressure on him. Because I think he can become a very good player. But I think at Tottenham, every game is like a last audition for him. It's odd to say that you, he kind of needs a loan move now, and and he's had 
maybe nine or ten. I don't think he's alone. I think he needs to go somewhere where he can learn his craft and play every week and try things out. Because that's how you don't get good at anything without trying things out, without the fear of failure. Uh, Tottenham, if you try something out and it fails, then you've got on his back. I think as well, kind of um, when you, when you're asked when you're asked to do a certain job and you're you're not being noticed or you're not in the game as much, it begins to you begin to get frustrated and then that's when you kind of you want to make your impact on the game and you want you want to have, have a mark on the game and, and be known in it. So then you kind of revert to to what you used to do. So you've been asked to kind of play a certain position, mark this guy, make sure this doesn't happen. And you're not really involved much in the game, so then when it comes around to the second half or whatever, then you are going. You, you know, you want to be known. You want to be that player, and you, you want to get on the accolade. So it's kind of like then he reverts back to dropping the shoulder, taking the pot shots, trying to take too many people on, not releasing it quick enough. But it's you know, it's he, he's a young guy and he'll learn. But whether or not he gets to see that learning progression at Tottenham, I don't know. I was watching a nature documentary recently and it was about a type of bird called a barnacle goose and they are um, they live in Greenland on cliffs and the reason their parents give birth to the chicks on the cl- cliffs is to kind of keep them away from predators so there's polar bears not... Have you been taking acid? Drinking <laughs> <laughs> Sprite, it's gone to my head. Uh, and basically they give birth to their chicks, they're, they're hatched and the parents make the chicks... Jump off the cliff to get to. <laughs> oh, I saw this. Yeah, I saw that. The, it, was it was horrible. And they bounce on yeah, the way down. They off, hit the rocks. Off the rocks, and so many of them die. Yeah. And I was just thinking, this is so much like what P- Pochettino is doing at Spurs. He's, <laughs> he's throwing his chicks off the cliff. Dembele's dead. Capu's dead. Kabul's dead. And Ayol's dead. But Townsend's taken a few tumbles. He, you know, he might he might live on and make it. But there'll be predators down there that might get him. Yeah. Mason, the same. He's a, he's a young chick. He's bounced his way down. He's got a few bruises. He's, but he's a, he, a he might he might just he might just be all right. And Kane's one. He's flown down. He's been fine. But there's a f- it's going to be like that for a while in the Pochettino. He still doesn't know the squad that well until he's tested he's all the players. He's been in, in charge of this team for six months. That sums our season up as well. I mean. As I said, we, we, that was beautiful, Windy. It was. Yeah, it, was. <laughs> it was because it sums our season up. You know, we'll have a bad game against Leicester, and you can't judge Tottenham are not going to Tottenham's um, equilibrium. What the fucking word is? Equilibrium. Yeah, whatever. Tottenham's level isn't going to be as bad as that game. Benchmark. Yeah, benchmark isn't going to be as bad as that game. The plateau. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm coming to the words afterwards. Um, <laughs> but we're not going to be as bad as Leicester. We're not going to be as great as we were in the first 20 minutes against Chelsea or the, first, the second half against Man U. We're not going to be as great as that. We're trying to find our plateau, and when we do play bad, just don't... We're not half... I just don't think we're as bad as people think we are. I think we're still finding our way. And I think the Man U game showed that we've got a grit and determination. I mean, there's so many stats about that game. And the fitness. Well, Man U have played 10 Witness more games. Witness the fitness. Boom, 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 boom. I don't know how it will go. Taskmaster burst the bion- <laughs> But no, they, they played they played um, ten less games than us. So we were the fresher team in the second half. So that shows that um, you know what he's doing is working. And I think that's partly it. The lack of energy United had in the second half uh, contributed to the fact that we became the stronger side. But also we I don't know what was said at half time, but the team came out completely different after the break. And, and I was looking at some of the stats. Stombouli, four of his five tackles and interceptions came in the second half. Kane, five of his six tackles and interceptions came in the second half. Kane just led from the front. He was He's perfect for this style because he's high energy. His work rate makes the style work. And if our high press 
worked best against United, better against United than it has against any other side this season, I'd say. That way it seemed like the style was finally kind of coming through. And we've seen it in fits and starts, but it was nice that we finally did it for a sustained period of 45 minutes. Like, uh, you articulated that so well, Windy, so uh, I'll just add my tuppence in. Um <laughs> The first half, the, 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 the pressure that, that United were giving us uh, and they were closing us down so quickly, we just couldn't breathe. And I was just like, and I was thinking, how the fuck are we going to get a foothold in this game and start pushing them back and keep going? And the second half, when we came out and then Kane leading from the front, it was a lot quicker closing down and then we kind of got our foot in the game. And then it was just, the, the pressure was increasing, increasing. I was like... I'm going to fucking win this here. Oh, we might have done if Mason had taken that oh, chance. Oh, God! Fucking hell, Mason! <laughs> but the thing about that Mason chance is it proved to me why Mason's in the team ahead of Dembele, which is a lot of people are sort of saying at the moment Dembele should be playing. Because as Kane, you know, he made that brilliant block challenge and he held, held the ball up beautifully, strode forward, and Mason bombed it past Kane on his left, absolutely mm. desperate to get in the box and give him an option. Dembele had charged up on Kane's right, and as Kane went to look for a pass, Dembele just stood there on the edge of the box just mm. to give him a safe pass. Mm. Mason was the one running in behind, and that's what Pochettino wants. Do you wants. know the, the most amazing part of that, mo- that move and, and the fact that I wasn't too... I mean, if, if Mason would have buried it, as he should have done, 28 goals in 28 games for the... Was it under... Under 18. Under 18. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, he was like a number 10 or a forward then, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Uh, but the most amazing thing about it was... Uh, Kane's vision yeah. and it wasn't that ball was ridiculous it wasn't just into path it was between two defenders perfectly at Ma- Mason's feet and you're thinking not only not only have we got a forward here that busts the gut understands the system loves playing for Spurs but he's a proper fucking footballer as well uh, and the way he was running uh, the defence and they were, they, were clo- they, they were closing in on him and I was like, fucking hell, he's, he's going to lose it. And he had this, the tiniest of look of who, who was around him, the awareness. And then that ball, he popped in. I was like, that's never going to... Oh, my God! Oh, fuck! Okay. It, it was, was fucking brilliant. It was brilliant. The more I see the pass, the more I love it. But the more I see the miss, the more I get angry. Um, <laughs> apparently, Ryan Mason's had the most shots on goal without scoring in the, in the Premier League. And that just says it all. Um, like and as, 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 um, as Flav said just now... Um, I forgot what you just said. But he gets into, it gets into very good positions, and you just you just hope that he would just do better in front of goal, especially considering that he scored all those goals at youth level. But maybe at, maybe at youth level, you know, gets a lot more time to like pick a spot cool, and put yeah. it in. Magic goalkeepers as well. Yeah, but as yeah. I said, maybe one goal the flood gets it open. Cliche city. Like, Wendy, I wanted to ask you, like, because you were saying, did you just say that Mason played as a yeah. number ten or, yeah. or forwards, um, and then for the, like in the starting eleven, the kind of senior team, he's playing kind of a more kind of defensive midfielder, defensive yeah. midfielder, box but but still going forward. Um, and when he when he played against Forest and he scored that absolute banger, I was like, this is this is more to come from him. This is what's going to happen. But he's taken a, a lot of kind of pot shots, as people say, and he's not getting near mm. the target. But um, I don't know where I'm going with this, but... Why isn't he scoring yeah, goals? Why isn't he, he scored? Why he scored, yeah. Because the Man City game as well, remember he had the one-on-one? Yeah! Why, why didn't he, yeah, why why didn't he, he score, score that, Windy? Why didn't he score the goal the against the City? Why didn't he score the goal against United? I, re- I would say it's confidence, probably. Maybe just needs a couple, like T said, just needs a couple. He's in the start of 11 at Tottenham, for fuck's yeah, sake. Well, how much more confidence do you need? But it, I think he, he's definitely able to score 10 goals a season if he's... 
if we give him um, a full season, like all competitions. Do you know what? I was going to disagree with him then, but I'm never going to disagree with him <laughs> again while being recorded. Also, I don't think he's. I don't think Mason is necessarily suited to this double pivot he's playing at the moment with Bentaleb because I think they're both really good players, but Mason's game would be better suited to be being part of a midfield three, which would cause problems because Ericsson's playing so well at the moment. In you the mean one of the front three? Well, no, it's, it's if we so were to revert to 4 three, 3 Yeah, yeah, so either Mason, one of Lamella, Ericsson or No, Kane. no, sorry, Mason dropped back into the midfield. So he'd stay where he is, but we'd have an additional, more natural holding player. Or oh, you mean another player going forward? Well... What about what happened? I'm <laughs> just thinking that you could have, potentially, if we, were to sign a, if we were to sign this Adrian Rabiot... Five. Uh, from PSG, potentially he would he would play midfield with Bentaleb and Mason. That could work. But then where does it leave Eriksson? Eriksson maybe on the left, well, cutting in. The thing on with the right, maybe middle midfield dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> Don't thought, do I this. Thought Ma- I thought Mason was uh, kind of a more creative player as well, putting yeah. people in and picking passes and stuff. That, and that's how he's been asked. To do. He's become box to box. Even hasn't he? even if he is that kind of player, he's been asked to do a particular role for Pochettino. She's doing fantastically, I think. He's going to have games when uh, when when it doesn't work out for him, and <laughs> when when uh, Rick, I can't. You can't look at me like that when we're trying to talk. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So sorry. What was I saying? Mason um, will have games when he it hasn't going to. It isn't going to work out for him. Uh, and he may have a month of poor form, but I don't want to see anything other than Bentaleb and Mason in that double pivot, as you put it. Well, until he goes to Africa, Bentaleb, that is. Yeah, yeah I was thinking about that the other day, and Velkovic's loan at Borough ends around the same time that Bentaleb yeah. goes off to African Cup of Nations. You can't so say that Velkovic is going to replace... Well, maybe, because he's more of a dedicated holder, so if we don't sign someone, then perhaps he could come in and slot in. Or maybe people who don't know, what kind of player can people compare Velkovic to? Um, I would say more of a character type who will sit deeper and look to intercept the ball. And can he play football? He's a lovely footballer, but he's he's very... Uh, he's not kind of got character awareness and range of passing yet. It's, he's only 19, so it's... It'll be expecting a lot of him, but he's more of a screener than Mason and Stombuli, who both want to run at the ball and kind of press play. Uh, the thing, the good thing with Mason, um, a lot of our fans want to see more goals from our midfield. And what Mason does, he gets into the positions where, I mean, the Man City and the Man U game, he goes into very good positions in those games, and then barely does what we're used to, whereas he'll sit back and you know play the safe pass. And the fact that Mason gambles, one day, one day it will come off, and when it does, you know, it'll be. Because if he's got at that point of the game as well, they would never come back from it. Because in the second half, they were shell shocked. We were all over them. Okay, we've got a question from uh, Not So Worthy on Twitter. He asks, looking at where we are in the table and the cup progression, are you happy with where we are and has it met your expectations? Well, as I've said throughout, we're not as bad as people think we are, and I'm fairly happy with it. I mean, when we play badly, you can't. We're not half as bad as um, people think we are from that point of view, but. It's encouraging that our back five is becoming a lot more settled. Our first choice back five is set in stone now, barring fixture congestion with Luis, Walker, Fazio, Vertonghen and Davis. That's, that's our back five, even the back seven of Mason and Bentaleb. So we've got a much more of a settled team now and the results are improving and it speaks volumes that we have a more settled team now because early on you change the team every week and now we're a lot more settled. So I think the signs look good for the second half of the season. I think uh, I, I, it's about where I expected us to be, really. Actually, I didn't, I didn't expect us to be so close to the top four as we are. We're just um, three points off, aren't we? Is that all it two is? Two points off. Two, two points. And I, and I didn't... 
I kind of I knew that there would be there would be awkward times and, and that the system wouldn't work and I was excited. We, we would hit rocks. We would hit rocks. Yeah, we'd bounce off like a little floppy bird. Um, yeah. But <clears throat> I was just it was. It, <laughs> I wasn't. I thought that it would be more fluid than it is. I thought that there would that our pressing system would be evident. It'd be like, yeah, this is the way we're playing. And I thought that occasionally we would get unstuck, and that has happened. But I think it feels like a more organic process going on at Spurs, and and, and that, organic, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and over time we'll start to see the fruit of our labour. Um, Comrades, yeah, we'll work together for the general good. And I think um, I, I just I, I'm okay. I'm okay with it all. And I I'm, I, I just I, I kind of at the situ- a situation with where I don't want Mason and Bentaleb to be dropped under any circumstances unless you know someone goes to Africa or something like that. Um, or, or Pochettino shouldn't be even considered to be replaced at, at any point. I mean, I know if we're in the bottom three, then that's the time we have to start panicking. But just put faith in him. Give him uh, the time he needs in order to. Give him the time that many managers don't get, and 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 I think after you know there was like I don't know if it actually happened, but there was like a mini coup from uh, was a failed one. Kane was rumoured, and Kane and Mason were rumoured to have uh, got involved with Kabul and Adebayor, weren't they? And Kabul in the dressing room and Kabul. Oh, to, to argue what they were clashing. Yeah. Right. And it seems to be since then that we haven't seen any more of Adebayor, Kabul. And, and the other rumour was that Levy has said that because uh, Kabul approached. Uh, Levy, is it, is it? I don't know if this is 100% right what I'm saying, but my understanding of the situation was that Kabul and Adibayo approached him saying the training methods weren't working, and Levy said that the manager isn't going anywhere, so either suck it up or suck your mum. I'm sure he didn't say that. The pre-season I predicted that we'd finish sixth, and I still think we're on course to do that. We might even get fifth if we're canny in the January transfer window what I wasn't expecting was to still be in all, all of the cups and to be in the semi-final of the League Cup I think is pretty impressive we've had an easy-ish run but we've dispatched the teams well and the Europa League's going really well as well so far and I can't really complain at anything that's happened the only thing you'd say is like Flav was saying you'd want to see the style being implemented a little bit quicker but there have been improvements like T was saying with the centre-backs Match of the day showed that since Fazio and Vertonghen had played together, played 14, won 10, drawn 3, lost 1. And that uh, one loss was the 3-0 against Chelsea. Vertonghen came out and said that he feels much happier playing next to Fazio as well. They seem a good pairing. It seems to kind of... I'd, they bounce off each other. I've been so impressed with Fazio. I know that he's he has his limitations in the same yeah. way that Dawson does. He wins everything. 8 out of 8 end. area duels against Man U won. He was solid as a rock. He, he wins everything in the air. He's just... Yeah. <laughs> he's like, get him! <laughs> that ball comes in, right. you know his nuts going to be on it, and it, that isn't just a case of him being good at headering. You know, there's this idea that our oh, Dawson was good because he's good in the air, but there's much more to it. It's about looking at the way the 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 the, the wing is shaping up, how they where the ball's going to land, and there's so much more intellect into winning aerial duels in our own box or you know, or being able to defend in the air than just being good at headering. But it breeds confidence in the people around you as well. If you know who's going to win something in the air, then Davis can break away, Walker can break away because they know they're going to head the ball yeah. where they're going to run into. And we've just gone through this whole section without mentioning Hugo Lloris, who's been immense in the last few years. We don't need to mention him. He's a superlative. Yeah, that's not Hugo Lloris. Yeah. He's, the guy's um, he's special. But Ricky, are you happy? We've not asked you yet. Um, Based on where we are right now, 
Oh, right, okay, sorry, I thought we were talking about Christmas still. <laughs> Did he get the socks again? No, 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 my uh, my mother-in-law forgot uh, roast potatoes. What? Yeah, exactly, right, you've got meat, right, always on our meat, and then it's roast potatoes. You didn't have roast potatoes for Christmas dinner? No, I fucking didn't. Oh, my I God. Jesus Christ. How did you deal with that bombshell? Well, I just kind of ate my dinner in silence and then fucked off home. <laughs> Silence. Yeah, I'm just not happy about it whatsoever. I can't believe you didn't have roast potatoes. No, I didn't. Fucking ridiculous. No, so we don't. I'm not talking about Spurs anymore. No, no, exactly. Okay, now we've got Wendy. Have you recorded this yet? I have. Wendy? Yeah, yeah. All done. In all the good. Bag. Yeah, good. It's all right. Yeah, not a bad one. Not bad. Middling. Middling. Yeah. Wendy, about to drop the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you. I got your back. Hi, Windy here again with another youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off with the loan players, it's been a fortnight since my last update, so I'll just run through what's happened over Christmas. Lewis Holtby's played two matches for Hamburg, a defeat and a draw. He was also named in a Goal.com article entitled Bundesliga Worst Team of the Season So Far. Tom Carroll's made another couple of appearances for Swansea City. He started against Hull and played 30 minutes off the bench against Aston Villa. Ryan Fredericks has missed the Christmas period for Middlesbrough through injury, but Milos Velkovic has been involved, playing 28 minutes against Ipswich and the full 90 against Blackburn, both in defensive midfield. Grant Hall hasn't been involved for Birmingham at all over Christmas. The 23-year-old is currently out of favour. Alex Pritchard's made three starts for Brentford. He got two assists and a goal against Cardiff on the 20th. Shaq Hawthurst made a couple of appearances off the bench for Southend, playing six minutes on Boxing Day and replacing an injured teammate on 40 minutes on Sunday. Southend's fans on Twitter seem to be calling for Hawthurst to play a lot more. Jordan Archer has not made it back into the Northampton Town team after his red card and will be returning to Spurs in January. Finally, Thomas Lavagamelt made a couple of appearances for Bari in Serie B over the Christmas period, one 63rd minute sub-appearance against Latina and an 83rd minute appearance against Bracia. Our under-18s won the IMG Cup in Florida with Shayon Harrison's extra-time strike securing a 1-0 win over BlackRock in the final. Having beaten Baltimore Celtic 6-1 and Mexican side Toluca 2-0, we recovered from a 1-0 defeat to the USA under-17 national team in our final group game to claim the title. Kieran McKenna said after the match, we were up against a very talented BlackRock side who were worthy finalists themselves, and they certainly gave us a good game. It's been a really good experience for the players. We've played against top sides from Mexico and America, some very talented teams, so it's been excellent. The match against the USA under-17 national team will be remembered for a brawl at the end of the match, in which the entire US bench ran onto the pitch, with one player throwing punches. Finally, the under-21s next match is against Everton at Lamex in Stevenage. That's on Monday the 5th of January. That's it for this week, but if you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. OK, we're back for the second half of the Fighting Cup podcast. Thank you very much, Wendy. Boom. No, not going to feel... No, OK, fair enough, I'll carry on. Uh, we've got Chelsea, Burnley in the Cup. Um, we've also got... When's the first Sheffield, first Sheffield United game? It is on January the 21st. Oh, OK, so there'll be plenty of podcasts between now and then. Yeah, we've got seven games in January. We'll obviously get into that. OK, so. cool. Uh, so how do you think we should approach the Chelsea game? Smash them. Yeah, just go out there and... S- smash them up. Shove it right up their ass. Exactly, right there fucking wrong. 
Yeah, apparently we scored the. Um... Is that bad thing to say? Sorry, I thought we all knew they were rent boys. <laughs> Everyone for, refers to them as rent boys. Dirty rent boys. Yeah. Yeah. We scored the most goals in the first opening hour in the whole opening quarter of an hour in the whole league. So, to get an early goal could be uh, could be good for us. The last game when uh, Harry Kane hit that that beautiful header because it was behind him. He, how he got his neck round? Actually, I do know because he's Harry Kane. And he hit the bar, and you think that could have changed the game. I mean, in the way, in the same way that his first goal against Leicester was probably the most important goal of that, and the way he took that goal as well. Yeah. We didn't talk about it in the first half, but the first touch was—it was just showed—it showed a kind of maturity and a, the kind of thing Sheringham might have done. And I know people have been comparing him to Sheringham, but he, in a way, has more to him because Sheringham showed his amazing quality. <laughs> And he, he's, he's understanding of the game more so in, in the latter part of his career, even though he was fantastic when we bought him from Forest. But but Kane has a natural ability. Uh, sorry, sorry, uh, a natural athleticism. Athleticism. Uh, that that Sheridan definitely didn't have. And that goal was fantastic. Well, they say it's probably a bit hyperbolic, but I say it anyway that the best players have more time. And with the opening goal, it looked like he had all the time in the world. That he looked like he thought what he was going to do, push a pass. Was it Morgan? Yeah. yeah. He's tapping with his left. I it looked offside. When I first when I first it looked too easy. Yeah, it looked too easy. It looked too easy. You thought that the flag was going up. I think it's um, it's for, for such a young player showing that uh, maturity and patience and kind of a lot of people can rush in and and just smash the ball, but he kind of like he's he's trapping the ball and he knows. He knows he's got that little bit of time. He knows how much time he's got, to, and then to ride for the ball at him. But it's kind of um, it's, it is it's refreshing to see such a young lad to Fif- be to, to be so kind of composed. Fifteen goals as well. So the, the important thing with Kane is that he's gonna have a period where he struggles. The goals dry up or something. But he's the kind of player that it doesn't really matter in some ways because he's so good in other areas of his game. His his work rate's phenomenal, as we've discussed. His vision is amazing, as Flav mentioned earlier, and he he kind of adds something even if he's not scoring goals. So we can kind of get by when he does have that that inevitable drought. Tenacity. He, yeah, That's all he got, has. That's what he offers. And yeah. When we can't get by because we need someone to score. I'm well, always I'm always a little bit disappointed when he's playing up top. Instead, I, I do more, absolutely 100 yeah. percent want him there, and I didn't think that that was. You you always said, Wendy, you did say that he's a number 10 or he, he isn't a, a forward. I mean, he can do what he he has been doing as a forward, but he offers so much more to the uh, the, the group dynamic. Am I in a business yeah. meeting? But you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He, he just offers so much more when he can pick the ball up in that kind of in midfield area. As, as we are so reliant on him. I mean, as Wendy said, he's such a good fit for what Pochettino wants to do. And, you know... If he gets an injury for any period of time, I think we're really going to struggle without him. I don't, I don't anticipate him getting replaced in. Gen- I don't anticipate us getting any first-team players in a January window. They'll be merely supplementary. So we've really got to hope that Kane stays fit and fresh for the season. There's talk linking us with Berahino, which would kind of make sense because Kane and Berahino have that partnership for young England under-21s already. Berahino can play. Wide role, or he could play as an out and out forward in he's, the sort of early role. Starting for them, though, is he? I think that's because of the drink driving thing. Someone mentioned because obviously he's he was charged with drink driving, um, and I think he got into a bit of trouble with the club over that, and he had didn't play. 
for a while after that. But he would kind of give us... He's another one who's got a decent work rate, and he'd kind of give us that goal threat on the shoulder of defenders that Soldado possibly doesn't in the kind of Soldado 2.0, which is broken. Um, <laughs> mm. But the other player we've been linked with occasionally is Danny Ings of Burnley, who's got, an, again, a similar work rate. We'll just run and run and run for 90 minutes <laughs> and take face. on shots. I Rick, think Rick, of those would improve the squad. Rick, Ricky's, uh, he, <laughs> Ricky, don't like buying players that he's never heard of properly. You know, no, no one. I know, really, I know about Danny Ings. Yeah, but he isn't... Because he's, he's from Burnley, if Danny Ings played for Barcelona, you'd be like, yeah, get him in. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, exactly what I think. Speaking of he rich, hasn't got for a name, I don't want to know. Speaking of rich, oh, right, that's, why, that's why you like Jay Rodriguez, even though he's <laughs> no, I don't actually. <laughs> he, he's from England, but he's got a foreign name. <laughs> when you looked at um, God, that's his name, Stoke Bojan. Yeah. You know what about him then, Ricky? Uh, what would would I have taken him? Of course he would not. Yeah, of course I would. Yeah, man. Now? Nah, not now. No, no. Well, he's yeah. better now than he was when he joined. Tarn- tarnished no. by Stoke now. Yeah, tarnished by Stoke. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want that. <laughs> See, that's a better way of looking at football. Not know, knowing less. Yeah, knowing less and just getting players based. Maybe that's what it the Ben or Boney on a plate. But remember when Ili Dimitrescu signed? I, yeah, I do actually. It was great. We yeah, loved him. Was, Some yeah, Rome, yeah. A weird Romanian guy came in who was fucking brilliant. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I say brilliant. He was. He was good for about six months. Yeah, and it was at a time when we was and on then, our arse. And as then well. uh, Popescu as well. Oh, yeah. Pajica. I named yeah. my hamster yeah. after him. Did <laughs> you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Popescu. He scored against the Arsenal, didn't he? Is yeah, he yeah. I remember. Yes. I remember the uh, Popescu goal. Um, he had gloves on, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's exactly right. He had gloves on, scored the goal. And I was standing on my seat Against Arsenal, we should say. He scored a goal against Arsenal for us to win 1-0. That's right. In 2002, I think, or 1. Fuck knows when it was. No, it wasn't. It's 2001. It's the 90s. Really? Yeah, it was. I was not say 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hewlett-Packard Shirtman. Yeah, It wasn't just that. It was at the time when Klingsman played as a part of the... Am I right? What am I doing here? Is it the second spell? He played with Klingsman, didn't he? Popescu. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Klinsman's first spell. Yeah. Dropping the knowledge. Yeah. The fighting card bring you information. <laughs> factual or not factual information, either way, you're getting it in your ears. Round or roundabouts there. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to the Chelsea game, I remember last time after the match, Spooky um, spoke about how Chelsea kind of patronised us and it felt like they could just up it at any point. Mm. And all I want from this game is the feeling like we've actually performed well on Chelsea's level and not that they're kind of keeping his arm's length. And it would be nice to... One of those early chances, it would be nice for one of those to go in for once so we well, don't yeah. feel would like we've wasted. you take a draw now? I, yeah, I would do. I think we all would. I mean, Anyone playing them would take a draw. There, yeah. there's, there's two teams in the, in the league who I would you know, take a draw against, and that's Chelsea and Man City. Any other team I think we can beat, and that's just... It's not arrogant, it's just, I just think that's the way it is. I think it's the kind of sum it's total a, of the league at the Yeah, moment. it's a much of a muchness, as you know, the famous Tim Sherwood said. And, you know, I think... Against Chelsea, if we get a draw, it will stand us in good stead for a very busy January period. Has anyone seen that vine of uh, Fazio uppercutting Costa? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, that sums, up, that sums up Tottenham and, and, and Chelsea, I think. Because the exact same thing happened with Torres and Vertonghen. So, uh, Vertonghen, uh, Torres uh, scraped Vertonghen down the face. Yeah. And Torres didn't, uh, Vertonghen didn't react other than to look at the ref and go, you're not going to let that pussy hole get away with that, surely. Oh, I'm so close to saying something really bad then. Ricky, uh, and, uh, 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 and then Fazio did the same thing to Costa, and Costa was like, what a dirty, horrible human being does that to another man. 
and he got a dig in his ribs for it. That's that's the way it should be. The thing is, like, I was thinking the other day, right? So Fazio and Costa have got this kind of uh, history history between them. So Fazio is going to be Mark and Costa, get him out of the game, fuck him off. And then I was thinking, like, who are out of our boys are going to be like uh, Mark and Hazard and putting pressure on him and not letting him play these balls? And I was like. Okay, right. We've got Mason. Mason will fucking get in there, stick a boot up him. Well, that, you know that, that's it. With oh for fuck's sake, we've got Fabregas as well. <laughs> I was like, oh for fuck's sake, William. Yeah. Oh god, Oscar. Ah. Charlotte's come with the pinch. <laughs> the good thing is that Hazard, Fabregas, and Costa have all played every game over Christmas, so hopefully they'll be tired. You yeah, hope so. But but Ricky. Um, are you going to do a bit of research before going to this um, Chelsea game? Because you missed the Man U game, didn't you? I did miss the Man U game because I didn't uh, look up trains. So, Thursday, do your bloody research, please. I will do. I'm we not need you that. there. No, I'm not missing that <laughs> you, game. You were so angry as well. No, before I, I, do you know what? I was uh, after... Just, I, just so someone knows, it's like Ricky didn't get to the Man United game, someone. Just to someone who listens to the podcast. OK, yeah, I, I, did, I didn't get to the Man United game. I woke up got myself ready for nine o'clock for a 12 o'clock game and normally it would take what an hour and 20 to get myself to Tottenham an hour and a hour and a half and uh, I didn't check the trains and the trains were all terminating at a midway point and then you'd have to get a bus back back into London and <coughs> then get the underground and basically I couldn't make it so then I was like really fucked off and then um I went into my local supermarket Asda and I was having a little shop about, and I thought, right, I said, fucking hell, man, I'm going to make myself uh, an almighty fry-up to try and, you know, give myself a bit of a solace in, in this uh, in this horrible period. And then uh, midway through, I was throwing something in the trolley. I nearly come close to crying. Because <laughs> the realisation, I've, just, I've missed the game against Man United. And I was like, I was so... Genuinely. Yeah, like, honestly, I got a bit choked up. Like, I'm so angry at myself... I love that for, for for not checking it and just assuming like like going back to going back to what I said earlier about deal with it when it happens. You're a fucking idiot, mate. Why don't you fucking check the train? Why don't you do something about it? Nah, nah, just lay back, smoke weed, do, actually, do whatever. You, you work for a reputable uh, train company as well. Yeah, you? yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, <laughs> this is all weighed up in my mind. They told us. They told us, and I just deleted everything. <laughs> I don't care. Well, I can imagine because you know before you go to a game, you've got it built up in your head. You know before you go to bed, thinking, yeah, you know we're going to play this way. That Especially tomorrow. Man United. At home. The, the funny thing is, I I didn't check Man United, but. I Check Chelsea on New Year's Day because that's when I thought trains would fuck up. That is perfectly fine. So obviously it's going to be all right for Man United, but no, I went right up my bum. Lesson learned. Okay, what are we talking about? Uh, now, should we do some predictions? Do you know what I was listening to Talksport the other day and they had, they had an hour-long segment uh, predicting the scores of every single game, and I was sitting there and thinking, this is fucking dog shit. And then I was thinking. Is that what everyone thinks when we start predicting? So I think, should we predict? Nah. OK, win, lose or draw, then. Spurs 4-0. <laughs> Spurs 7-0. Well, look, we're 5-1. We beat them 5-1 in, in... 2002. 2002. Stefan Everson's opened the scoring, didn't he? Yeah. I was on telly. <laughs> he was on telly? Yeah. <laughs> Celebrating the first goal. <coughs> and that, 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 no-one expected that. We dicked them. We dicked them at Wembley as well. So this can, this can happen. Did we ever beat Mourinho's Chelsea? 
Yes, the two one the that Dawson when Dawson scored. And Lennon. Yeah. Yeah. So we can do it. We've done it. We've done it before. Let's we go, Chelsea. There's a question here. Should we park the bus against Chelsea and play for the draw by Gail Corelli? Go on Facebook. On Facebook? <coughs> no, Gail. No, we should not. To dare is to motherfucking do. Do you know, do you know what? Uh, I was. I can't remember where I heard it, but Perriman was talking about the '87 season when Spurs nearly won the league, and they were asking why didn't that? Why didn't? Why couldn't we get over that line? Essentially, yeah. Why didn't we? He left before what, then. Was it Perriman? Who wasn't it? It wasn't him. Roberts. Was yeah. it Roberts? Yeah, might have been him. Yeah. You don't have to say it like that. When you say it like that, it makes it sound worse. No, no, okay. Okay, it weren't Perriman. It was someone anyway. Yeah, it, was. it was Roberts. Similar mould. <laughs> one of them's less. Not someone could say something. That's just kind of. No, no. Right, fair play. Uh, anyway, the point I'm making here is that that uh, Birkinshaw was so. It wasn't Birkinshaw, was it? No. What the fuck is going on? Just make a general point here. What was it? It was plate uh, that season. That season was plate. At some point in Tottenham's history. We had this situation where we should have gone... It was Hazard. Hazard, Mickey Hazard was talking about it. And, I think it was 82, 83. Wait, and and uh, we, we were cracking on. I don't know, I can't remember exactly what had happened, obviously. Um, but essentially, we were so concerned with our attacking play and we had no um, desire to defend or, or, or concede any kind of... anything else but ultimate glory yeah. that... Um, Jesus, what a clusterfuck this one has been... <laughs> Uh, that the, the, perhaps if we had had been a little bit more economical with our football, it would have uh, it would have benefited the season. We would have gone on to achieve something, whatever it was. <laughs> I, I don't think from watching Tottenham at home, I don't think I've ever gone out to see a Spurs team to to go out there and park the bus, as you say. When games pan out and you're you've got the backs to the wall. I don't think that's the intentional game plan, but I don't think... I've seen teams come to Tottenham where all they want to do is waste time, injuries, kick the ball out, do whatever, and get that fucking point and, and go home. But no matter who we play against, whether it's Chelsea, United, Arsenal or Real Madrid, I expect us to go out and have a fucking go at them. Have a fucking tear up. Well, the Arsenal fans would have said that this season <clears throat> we would we parked the bus against them, and that was when Kabul had that amazing game. Yeah. And they all said afterwards, you know, took the mickey out of us for parking the bus. Probably, like Ricky said, it wasn't the game plan. It just ended up that way because you end up soaking up pressure. But it did prove we're capable of doing that. And if it comes to it, we can, if we're all at best, soak up enough pressure. But we need to get one early to kind of create a game of it. And, and if also if we score and then can frustrate them for a while, they'll have to become more open and trying to search for an equaliser, which leaves gaps to exploit. And when we've got players who are good in the counter, like Chadley and, and Lamella and Eriksson and Kane, it gives you a chance, but we just need one of those early chances to fall in this time. And we've got uh, Burnley in the cup. Um, and it's the Monday night, isn't it? So there's a, a big... Disgusting, yeah. Absolutely it, disgusting. Well, it is disgusting, but the, the, it, from what my understanding is, there isn't there was no other opportunity to, to, to play the game. We have a, a massive fixture congestion... It wasn't that bad. We would have had to have played two games very close together, which neither club wanted to do, apparently. But I don't think it should come down to that. I don't think the club should be able to pick and choose. It should be what's convenient for the fans. And it's, it's at the point now where if you wanted to get the train up, you'd have to leave before half-time to, yeah. to make the train on the way home. There might be a on the train, though. 
Like yeah. what? There might be charter in the train. Is that right? Yeah. They're, they're definitely got buses. buses well, yeah. But, yeah. but that guess... means you get back to White Hart Lane at 4am in the morning, mm. so you've got two days off work, and it's just crazy. Burnley have already said they're not going to open up one end, one side of their ground because they're not going to sell enough tickets, so there's only going to be three... They're not going to sell enough tickets to their home ground. And do you know what's yeah, even worse? because of the timing of it. It's all. not televised. No, yeah. it's not televised. It wasn't about television, was it? I mean, it'd be worse, <laughs> in a way. I mean, that's almost... You know, it's almost OK... Or, or better, the fact that it isn't about television. I mean, this but is about... The thing is, as well, and you're saying that they might charter a train, like, might. It's like, fuck, it's not good enough, really. No. But what else could they have done? Left the game on the Sunday. No, 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 because yeah. it was initially rest. on the Saturday. Well, maybe just playing the... Su- but I think um, Accrington Stanley were supposed to play Man, Man U, and they didn't win. So they could have, that day is still open, but obviously at this point now it's too late to put on the Sunday. Mm. It's, 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 it's a ball ache, but but we are where we are. But I think we'll play a shadow team and hopefully we'll, that'll be enough to win. Do you know what I was most impressed with about the Burnley game we didn't really talk about? Um, is their willingness to come out and play football. And I know that made yeah. it easier for us, in a way, although they created plenty of chances and they, they could have scored more than they did. And it was a great goal from... Ashley Barnes. Oh, yeah, yes. Barnes, yeah. Um, but it was just so refreshing to see a team who just come up uh, and want to play. That was what? an outrageous goal. It was lovely. Oh, he scored yeah, a lovely <laughs> goal this weekend. Weren't as good as Lamellas, in my opinion. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. I, I think he had loads of time, and as a professional footballer, you can maybe five or six times out of ten probably find that net if you've got no pressure at all. It was a great goal, don't get me wrong. It was fantastic in, in, in a Premier League game to score that, but I thought Lamellas, he had a lot more work to do and a lot more technique involved in, in getting it in that corner. But anyway, look, the fact that they started out with top two up front. I know yeah. I, I was speaking to my brother and he was saying it was two up front, but one of them was very deep lying and, and dropped into midfield. But still, they came out and gave it a go. I, I thought it was going to be one of them games that you just have to watch and we plod along and, and desperately trying to find some sort of moment of inspiration which which would mean that we'd win the game but it was just an open game it was a fantastic game as was Leicester and uh, I just wanted to give them a few a few props I quite like Burnley yeah they did very well I mean they drew against um, City um, a couple of days later um, or a few days later 2-2 so they're in a decent run of form but Lamella is someone who we can see as a good shot and he should really shoot more if anything, yeah, and you know, I mean, the, he took the goal very well, and hopefully, he can kick on. It feels like he's so, coming to his own a little well, bit. I think. Well, the Swansea game was a weird one because the Swansea game got a lot of criticism, but it wasn't through lack of trying that that, that he done badly. And what we've talked about over the last couple of weeks is 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 the hard work of our players, and he seems to buy into the ethos of having to work harder. Yeah, to be fair, the thing with Lamella, I mean. Like you say, he always tries, and you you wouldn't consider selling him. You, there's no way you'd think, oh, well, you know, no. it's time to cut our losses on Lamella because he's not good enough. That'd be he's got so much potential, and he, because he tries, it's it's worth keeping him and hoping he fulfills that potential. Whereas some of the others, you kind of think there's trying, yeah, give though, up on them. There's trying, and then there's the you can see you can see potential, and there's someone who tries hard. And I would he's say got a bit of both. Absolutely. He, he, he works hard, but also there is something special there. Yeah. Just waiting to see it. He's got a great football brain. If if someone come in with 30 mil for what we paid for him... <laughs> well, they're not, are they? Well, no, and I'm just saying, hypothetically, if, if, if they did come in... Would we take 30 it? mil, would you take it? I would. A £30 million, yes, I'd take it back, yeah. Windy? 
Probably, but it's hard. the thing is, it's really hard to find those creative players that can just do something that the others can't. So for that reason, it's tempting to well, say that's no. Thirty and just, million, though. It's, it's a lot of money, but at the time, I suppose. Yeah, but the prices have gone up as well. That's, the point. that's an unfair question, though, Rick, because we have spent that money on him, and it is. It's, it's not an unfair question. No, it is. It is an unfair question. No, because... no, I've asked it, and you <laughs> replied, and you said, "Yeah, you would take the thirty million. Yeah, but it's unfair because we're not going to get a thirty million pound bid. So, you, yeah, all right, fair enough. Yeah, you're right. But he's also get him out. He's a couple get of years older, out. isn't he? I'm not saying get him out. I'm just saying, would you? Would you though? You can say that for most of our players that we bought. I just think that there is something there. There's just something there, and I just want to hold on to it for a bit longer. But thirty million pound. <laughs> Do you know what? I'd, maybe, maybe not, because we care too much about value of players, yeah. and it makes absolutely no impact on our experience as Spurs fans, anyway. So, no, fuck it, keep him. All right, fine. Unless, no, well, I, just, I was just interested. Just interested. It's a good, it is a good question, but a little bit unfair. Because it's unfair because if we get that much money for him, I, I would sell him. But I don't want him sold. Exactly. It's just uh, if you're going to get thirty million for him, then I hope your train breaks down on the way home. <laughs> Well, uh, I'll be staying at yours anyway, so... Well, I still hope that happens then. <laughs> I'll be sleeping in your mum's bed as well. Oh, turn it. What? <laughs> you, know, you know Engineer Al listens to this. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, I'm just sleeping in there. Nothing, nothing sinister about oh. it. Yeah, OK, that's the end of that. Uh, OK. <laughs> anyway, so we have... Oh, go on. Sorry, yeah, just to say that, um, obviously, we overspent on Lamella, but what I've noticed in the papers today is that we've been linked with um, another Argentinian... Striker. Oh, Ponce. Yeah, or po- I think it's Ponce. Who is he? No, Ezekiel, Ponce, isn't it? Ezekiel Ponce. It's Ponce. 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 Uh, who's a 17-year-old striker for Newell's Old Boys. Obviously, that's the club 17? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Pochettino stars in Koulibaly? But th- this guy ha- is showing a lot of potential, and that is a time... Have we not been burned with Koulibaly? <laughs> <laughs> that's the time to go and get these kids before they've come to Europe and added 15 million to their 21, not 17. Well, worth a go. See what happens. How much, How, you much you How much you got to pay? How much you got to pay? I don't know. Has, there's no price. Well, so that's half a story, isn't it? Half a story. If you're saying we've got to pay but 12 he, million he, for he a 17, he's a talent, and it's uh, worth a cheap punt, I'd say. So did Kula Bali. Exactly. <laughs> he scored an overhead Never cut. rated him. Overhead, he did actually. <laughs> o- overhead kick in the uh, the Youth World Cup. Yeah, he scored that hat trick, didn't he? Oh, the cinema pong goal record, didn't he? Yeah, the three World World Youth Cup. Yeah. Both of them a pair of shit cunts. <laughs> Okay, so we've got a uh, kind of a tricky set of fixtures here. And given the fact that we've Seven. already played 30 games this season. Yeah. And Ten Dan, more than United. And what was that all about? Y'all ain't tired. It's a weird Y'all are bitches. It's weird. <laughs> it's a weird thing for Van Gaal to say. He, he played an unchanged team, so it's his fault. He far. played an unchanged team and then... Uh, and it was we were in both in the exact same situation. He's got to say something. Just just clutch at straws. Just do say, say anything. Say anything. While we're talking about tiredness, but I noticed Bardi tried to mug me off in the last podcast <laughs> wrongly about you know how I was saying that we were tired and that's why we didn't perform well against Palace. Mm. And he was saying, oh, we won late against Swansea, so how can we be tired? But the point I was making before was that you rest key players midweek. And we did that week. Kane, Eriksson and Mason were rested against Besiktas and then we won late against Swansea. So why don't you fucking So maybe there's down. something in it. Pipe down, Barley. Barley, I think you should apologise. Next time he's on, he's going to apologise. <laughs> yeah. He'll apologise for something. The only thing he's ever apologised for was the FBAs and, and he didn't have a choice <laughs> in that instance. But uh, his, his views on Tottenham are... Um, they're not even controversial. They're just... Wrong. Just wrong. 
Yeah, just wrong. So uh, some apologies coming our way. I don't even think he supports Tottenham. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just he somehow, Palinio. somehow coerced his way into this situation, yeah. and knows a lot about football. A lot. <laughs> it's just a murk. It's like Troll Station. <laughs> anyway, we've got seven games, um, and I want your answers about how we're going to perform based on whether we're going to win, lose, or draw. We're going to win every game next. <laughs> You're ruining it. Sorry. Ruined it. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll stop talking. Okay. Tottenham and Chelsea. Win. Burnley and Tottenham. Win. <laughs> Palace and Tottenham. Well, let's not do this for everyone. Let's just, let's just do an overview. I want to do it. Do Palace and Tottenham. Draw. Win. That'll be Sherwood's first game, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Imagine, no, wouldn't it? No, so they're going to have a new board. It's going to be Sherwood. It has to be Sherwood. I want a narrative. Um, I demand a narrative. <laughs> Tottenham Sutherland. Win. Tottenham Sheffield United. Win. <laughs> Sheffield United Tottenham. Win. And West Brom at Tottenham. Win. We're going to win every game. I agree with him. I do. We're going to win every game. Mm, yeah, I don't, yeah. It's a nice, it's a nice run of fixtures, yeah, that. It can you, it's a confidence building. I can't, I can't see us losing another game ever again. Neither can I, no. <laughs> We're going to go for the season unbeaten. I mean, I just don't know it doesn't dilute the top. How many points. points are left? Everyone wants to know. How many points are left? I think 66, it's, isn't it? No, no, it's 57 now, so. We're going to get 54 out of those 57. Plus, plus the 10 that Larice will save us. There you so go, that's see? 77. There you go. So it'll change the rules somehow. Yeah, that's how it works now. Um, you know, there's a lot of people saying, oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't count your chickens. Chickens before they're hatched. Yeah, ch- Fuck that shit, we're Tottenham. We're playing Sun- uh, Sheffield Don't United. push your geese off a cliff before they've hatched. <laughs> yeah, before they bounce off a rock. Uh, Sheffield United, that don't look... Anybody who's worried about it, don't worry about it. We're guaranteed... In the final. For so fuck's sake, don't say shit like that, man. Why? He's a no, d- like seriously, man. Re- really, really, Ricky. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying that. Have a bit of respect. Wait, wait then when 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 it comes round to it, and we they are couldn't in the final, even keep their still minds uh, open. For, for fuck's sake, <laughs> man. No, leave it. Leave this shit. People say this shit, and I don't like it. Wait until it's happened. And then there's can... no there's no way that Tottenham Hotspur will lose to Sheffield United. Sheffield United. You're a fucking dick, if, man. If they're in League One. If they over two us. games. I don't care where legs. they are. Over two legs. Over two legs, over two games. They're not going to beat us. Look, Flav guarantee you, all right? If, you, if we don't get through that game, you can. I'll, I'll quit the pod. <laughs> oh, no, don't no, say no, that. no, 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 no. Don't say don't that. Don't do this. I want a fighting cock tattoo for you. All right, OK, all right, I've got... Yeah, fair enough, right? If we lose this game, I'll get the fighting cock emblem tattooed... Not on your face. On your body. On my body on somewhere. Your, on your stomach. No, not my stomach. If, if we lose to Sheffield United over two legs, I want what, Sean Bean where? beheaded, Ned, Ned Stark style, <laughs> in the centre circle of White Hart Lane. Bring <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, quiet on the sidelines. <laughs> Bring her in. <laughs> Seriously, if we lose, I will get a fighting cock tattoo. Well, is that lose one game or lose the, lose the time? Lose, lose the whole time. Lose the time. There's no, no try, chance. Uh, uh, not in a million years. They're shit. They're pony. Mate. We're Tottenham Hotspur, yeah, we're the best team that's ever been created. You don't know what's going to happen, man. I do know, mate. The we know what's going to happen, Harry Kane's going to happen in the both sec- games. The second leg is away, that's, that's the only issue, because I remember at Burnley, for the second leg yeah, away, Yeah, I know, and Pav, uh, Pav, we'll, Super Pav had to save us. It was Ben Anik, wasn't it? Was that the oh, one? Yeah, it, yeah, it was, was Ben Anik. Yeah. Yeah. We'll win, though, so I'm not even worried. Yeah, no worries. I'm not worried. I ain't worried. Ricky's worried, Ricky's always worried. If we don't... That's too short, man. You have to get a tattoo if we get not ta- if we don't get if we get through we to the win. final. What? This <laughs> face. <laughs> no, 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 no. That won't do. You can't. You can't reverse. Just the fucking tattoo. agree. Just agree. 
Okay, we have the questions. And the first question is from Johnny Warchak on Facebook. Comrades, is it fair to say that the averageness of other teams in the top half opens up an unexpected opportunity to hunt fourth place? Or are we just waiting for Arsenal or Liverpool to charge in the new year? Um, it tastes fair. <laughs> we can move on. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's on. Um, it, I don't think it's there. It's not average. It's just that, that there is a, a smaller gap gap between the uh, the teams that exist. Arsenal have Sanchez, and that makes them a little bit you know above in the same way that we have Bow. But generally, I think the. the the, the quality between the, the squads in, in the top half of the, of the team of the, of the league are, uh, are comparable and so it isn't unexpected that we, we could charge for the top four. If anything we've got more competition for the, the places we're chasing because Southampton and West Ham have shown up this season. They've both they'll, been really they'll impressive. Sh- they'll show down in the second <laughs> half of the season. <laughs> yeah, I hope, I hope so. Yeah, I hope I, no, I, th- I think Southampton and West Ham will definitely fade but um, I think... Arsenal will still still be up there. Liverpool, they've they've really got <laughs> they've really got to sort themselves out. Yeah, there's there's signs of them doing that though. Yeah, it? but I, I don't. Oh, I, I, I don't think they're out. I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's, that top four ass for them is hard, and it's it's hard for us. But there's still another place going, and United. And none of us expect top four. That's no. the thing. No, especially no, but, not being in the cups. No, but you win um, in the way it's all compacted. If you win three or four games in a trot, then you're then you're in the mix. I mean, Newcastle had a run after they beat after they beat us, and they were and they were in fourth place. So it's fortunate that no one's really pulling away, apart from Chelsea. No one's really running away with it. So there's every chance we can finish fourth this season. But it's not. It shouldn't be the expectation. But it's not beyond the realms of possibility and, at don't, all. Don't expect it, but enjoy it if it happens. That's how like, like should be supporting Tottenham in the season anyway. I mean, if you have a bad game, we're not we're not that shit. And if we win a game, then we're not the greatest team in the world. We're, it's a work in progress, and in doing so, we're we're accruing points. We're Tottenham Hotspur. We're above average. I'll agree to that. Just because we're Tottenham. Yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, you got anything to add, Wendy? No, all right, fair enough. Uh, there's a question from Andy Woodboy on Twitter. He says, what is your highlight of the year for the podcast? Is it 1882, the Chadley tweet? We ain't talked about that. No, the awards or, or, or just a, a funny story? Um, I don't really have a, a favourite. The Chadley thing was amazing. Yeah, well, It was funny because the fact that it was a passing comment yeah. on the podcast yeah. and he somehow it somehow got back to him that... that <laughs> the fact that he was called the dolphin on Twitter was because he didn't have any hair on his body and yeah. if we had to fluff one Spurs player it would be him not and a somehow hair below the eyebrow not a hair below the eyebrow exactly but it, it, that that's it, it's good that we could be recording this as we stand here and it gets through to the actual first team squad that's 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 a weird thing and that's what was funny and special about that yeah. for Have us we, we got Wendy to thank because the agent tweeted it and Wendy said, oh, you know, Thelonious came up with, with a name. Yeah, yeah. And the next thing I know, I'm getting tweeted by Chadley. My notifications are going fucking batshit mental. <laughs> but, you know... It I, was just a laugh. It was, it, it was just it funny. Was. I mean, it's not like... I said it with the intent of him getting, getting it as a nickname. It's just one of those things that kind of almost became viral. Mm. But what disappointed me today was when we asked the questions and nobody asked the obvious question. 
Which and is the what? question is, will there ever be a boy who can swim faster than a dolphin? <laughs> That's the obvious question, and no one, no one asked that. And the answer uh, is, no. no one will ever swim faster than Chadley. Chadley <laughs> could beat Michael Phelps, beat Mark Spitz, anyone in history, but he chose to play football for Tottenham. That was his... So respect him. Yeah. Exactly, that was his vocation, to play for Tottenham and be our hero. And that's what he is. He is. I, I love him to bits, and I, I wanted him to do so well. Uh, and so he's right. been so bad since uh, that, that tweet. Uh, he's been really, really bad. <laughs> I'm really still not sold. Are you, I'm still not sold on Chadley. There's something about him. I'm, I, he's, he's a great goal scorer, but he's not a great player. I love that man. I might have a bad word said about him. I don't. I don't have it. I don't think that we. <laughs> Ricky White is lolling because a notification came up on my iPad that he liked. Put bins out. <laughs> <laughs> is, 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 is there a recurring notification of a bin day? <laughs> oh, that wasn't for your missus. Uh, I can't remember who did it originally. Put the bins out. <laughs> Put bins out. <laughs> that is brilliant. Uh, I thought Ricky's notes were good, but this is the next level. <laughs> yeah, so... Highlights. Um, worry about it when it happens, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> the 1882. Anyone got any 1882 highlights? I think... The, I think the Tom Van Heeren is probably... Is yeah. that this year? That was, wasn't it? Was it Denis Pro? I was going to say that. I wasn't sure if it was in the second half. It would have been the first half of... The year before. No, no, it would have been. There's a knockout stages. It must have been this year. There's okay, a knockout yeah. game. There's a knockout game. There, that that 100 was actually one of the highlights of the, the entire, not just 1882, but the whole yeah, the whole thing. You got that. Yeah, the, the Arsenal game with the bloke of the Joey Essex haircut and the sidelines who were taking a mick out of him. Yeah. And um, it's just seeing. It was just seeing the amount of people that were involved. I think the 1882 stuff definitely. Yeah. It, it's going to the games. Certainly in the first part of the Europa League. Just going there and, and seeing the amount of people that were involved in it, that that was what was special. That, that was the greatest memory for, for 1882. No, nothing specific, but just being among people that are similar to myself. Well, yeah, I mean, also, we've, we've got the drum reinstated, albeit it's a very small drum. But hopefully in 2015 there'll be an even larger drum to make even more noise. For 1882 as well, um, I can't remember who it was against. I think it was um, against the Cypriot side, maybe? Yeah. Um, and it was the Tottenham, North London, and I could hear that crystal clear, and I was just like, "This is fucking rave." Yeah. And, and I, I just sat there thinking, "That's brilliant. That yeah. is brilliant." And this yeah. is where kind of songs that get sung, uh, that kind of come come from the pubs, come from podcasts, come from Twitter, come from whatever means, and when they're kind of sung in the stadium and you hear it loud. Yeah, I just think you know, it's it, it is it is beautiful. I it's absolutely like, loved it. There's almost too many to mention. That, you're talking about a moment in a game, yeah. And, and there are millions of those. You yeah. can't kind of. It's just if you haven't been, if you're listening, you belittle my moment. Then no, not at all. You I love him. Better not be. I love your moment. Thanks. I love your. I was in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> but if you've if you've never been to 1882 and you want to experience. It's not even experiencing something that's alien to football, but just sort of going there and enjoying yourself and supporting the team, but enjoying that experience of being a supporter as well. That's, uh, it's an amazing thing to do and just get involved in the new year and come down to the 1882 uh, Dagenham and Redbridge for the fourth round of the FA Youth Cup. Imagine them youth, the youth players. What youth players are playing in the under-16s? Do you know any, any at all? Under-18 uh, it is, yeah. Under-18, sorry. Yeah, some really good players. Carter Vickers should be playing. Uh, Magoma will be playing at centre-back with him. You've got a couple of young... Stri- you've got Ryan Loft up front who should play. Azawi's the young Belgian kid that will play on the left, I'd have thought. And this will be something that they've never experienced before. So coming out and 
there being a group of men, <laughs> grown men, but a group of men uh, just singing their names uh, and getting behind them. Uh, and it, it's not what they would expect at all. It's just it's something orgasmic. If someone else had come up with it and I was listening to this podcast, I'd be literally blowing my balls all over the place. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, another highlight of this year was... And probably the 1984 podcast. I think that's probably the most downloaded podcast. The fact that um, yeah, it has been yeah. The fact that the Tottenham Hotspur supporters trust could come on and you know almost give their manifesto and people got behind them. You know, and as I said, if you're not if you're not a member, you should support them. You know, they're they're, they're a great movement. And just the reaction to that podcast was one of the yeah, it's absolutely incredible. I mean, like I know I keep re- reverting to the, the social media platform Twitter, and I know a lot of people that don't actually have Twitter, but. The response on that was just absolutely incredible, and it, like people signing up and getting involved and not knowing, knowing a bit, and you know, it, it was just uh, well, T was, was here for amazing. that. T were here for that episode, and we yeah. didn't re- really say anything at all. It was literally just uh, um, just those three, just, Kat, just Kat, Martin and Neil and Neil, yeah, from Unicout, okay, yeah. and it was just letting them talk really, and it was a fantastic uh, podcast. We were very proud of that, we were proud of everything they've done. Yeah, I, mean, I really, really love the fighting cop. A lot of the highlights of the year we've already kind of gone over. I mean, the award ceremony, we've already gone over the stories. Yeah. Me kicking my shoes, um, Bardi, which we won't talk about, you know. Yeah. Some of those painful things. But, you know, there's been there's been many highlights this year. And we just want to thank everyone for, for their support for the podcast and the fighting cock on a whole. Absolutely. I want to reiterate that as well. It's fantastic. Thank you very much for downloading. And hopefully it'll be more of the same next year, like more more fanzines, more 1882 events, more guests. We've got a guest early in January hopefully that I'm quite excited about and know yep. tea and spooky are as well yeah there's I mean there's there's two guests I think there's another one slated who, yep. yeah yeah they've got some big big boy guests coming up yeah. with the big. fighting cock is maturing yeah and on that note I want to ask a question from uh, Mr B Lester of Twitter uh, he asked would you rather piss out a grape or poo a lemon a melon melon melon, melon not lemon that's ridiculous uh, what kind of melon I don't know. Honeydew or... What are they called? What's the size, though? Is it, is it, is it, is it size Cantaloupe, uh, that's what you're thinking. Cantaloupe. Oh, yeah, that's the little yellow one, yeah? And <laughs> it's then not the little. Cantaloupe, it's coming out your ass. Well, yeah, compared to a watermelon, mate. Oh, not a watermelon, no, ridiculous. I mean, you'd die, wouldn't you? I don't know. Is that what you meant? Is that what the women whinge about? <laughs> like, they're saying that it's like, like having a baby is like uh, passing a watermelon. I don't know, mate. If it was, none of you would be alive. Yeah. Can't be that bad. Uh, the other thing is periods. That can't be that bad, can they? <laughs> so none of them have ever been kicked in the nuts. Not once. They don't know. They don't know. You've never got a baby in your lap and they just put their feet on your balls. That's oh, like... Fuck you That's know. next level pain, that. You've never had a baby in the lap with feet in the balls? No, that's, that's, they that's haven't. next level. They haven't, no. obviously. No, I don't know. I'd say a melon, for the record. A melon out of the Aris. No, you got a piece of grape. A grape's small, you could deal with that. Yeah, but, yeah, but um, a dick hole is smaller than an arsehole. You'd have poo. Well, you'd, just... you'd, have do, do. you'd have poo falling out of your arsehole at all times because it would be so big. because no, it'll go back. Just like it wouldn't go woman... back. It never but, goes but, but, back. It never goes, trust me, it never goes back. I presume it will, for the sake of my answer. I was trying to work out the um, ratio of fruit size to hole diameter. Um, and I managed to find out that the male urethra is seven millimetres in diameter, but unusually I couldn't find out the average width of an arsehole. <laughs> and I got a strange search history as a result of this, um, so I wasn't going to go down that Did rabbit you hole. Delete the but yeah, I couldn't, dis- I couldn't um, find out <laughs> the information I required, so I'm unable to answer the question. But I, having well, you had. You're going to pull out. What? You're going to pull out of answering the question? Yeah, You're not going to answer? Well, just. 
do it on a whim. Just pick one. I picked one. I've had the umbrella test, so I'll go for the melon. Oh, really? You've what had the that umbrella test? Tell that story. I just... I found out that her next girlfriend had been... Naughty. Sleeping around. I yeah, so it, I right? had to go and get the, the check-up done. And I didn't realise they do the umbrella naturally thing Naturally, it was... I a f- it was just like a swab down the, the dick. Yeah, but it was an umbrella swab. It was horrible. It's like a golf umbrella as well, one of the big ones. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say yes. <laughs> what? So... What was it? Scraping? Is that the it's problem? Scrapey, yeah. They get a sample scrapey of the inside. It's just thing. big. It's horrible. Oh, all, all the tests okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, they come back all right. All right. Clean yeah, like dolphin. Although, amusingly, the person I went along with who came with me for moral support uh, ended up with like, loads of things. <laughs> <laughs> really? Dirty bungle. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go piss a grape, definitely. Melon dog. All day. Melon. Melon. You want to poo out a melon? Yeah, I could do melon. I've, I've, uh, I, I know more about your bowel than you know. Yeah, I, mean. I know. And I could do it, man, couldn't I? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 100%. No bother. No bother at all. OK, so this has been The Fighting Cock for 2014. Thank you so much for downloading it. Thank you for buying the fanzine. Thank you for downloading the app, buying the T-shirts. Uh, just Listening, the... supporting... Always appreciated. We love you all. I massively appreciated. You know what I'm, I appreciate more? The hate. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's what gives me the morning glory in the morning. <laughs> Everyone who digs, the little slide digs and all that, we hear everything. <laughs> Makes our <cock> bigger. <laughs> oh, we're going to about to say it. All right, that's it from the Fighting Cop podcast. <laughs> thank you. Uh, actually, no, fuck it. Thank you, Windy, Ricky, Flonius. Thank you so much for coming down. Thanks. Thanks. There's a fine line between the two. We still love you. Correct. Merry Christmas. And a happy new year. Pussy. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. 
Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.